Track audio with Nick and Charles. Wouldn't it be nice? All right. Wouldn't wouldn't it be nice to uh, to do a Beach yeah. Boys episode, Charles? <gasps> Take my dreams. That's uh, that's, that's <laughs> like the cold open, right? You know what's funny? I mean, we've talked about this on a previous episode, but there are there's at least one episode we put out recently where. We talk about something being a cold open, but it takes place after the theme song is already played. Oh, really? So it's oh, not good. actually a, it's not actually a cold okay. open anymore because yeah. the theme song is first, and then we start talking about how like what we're doing is a cold. Well, open. I'm glad to know that we have you as a listener. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I yeah yeah I I sometimes will listen to something. Um, so, so I listened to our Fellowship of the Ring uh, episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a compliment on, on that episode. So nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't have. Well, now we're. I don't have a formula yeah. for when I play the theme song. It's basically like if we have a like an interesting opening remark, and then a good stopping point, then I'll then I'll put the theme song there. And if I don't have that, or if I don't feel like it, then I just put it at the beginning. So. In, in this episode, you should just put it in a random spot where it just like cuts one of us off. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then cut this out. Mm. Um, but uh, so like put it right where you were saying, like, usually I try to put it after a spot where something <laughs> interesting, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's just like a. You um, should do that. Charles. Uh, yeah, now we're we, we did our Lord of the Rings episodes. And now we're back to talking about stuff no one cares about. So, <laughs> it's, uh, so we're going to talk about something at least one person cares about. We're going to which is actually interesting because normally <laughs> we talk about things both of us care about. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so Charles, you recently listened to all the Beach Boys albums uh, in order. Um, not in order, but I did listen to all of them. Okay. I, I couldn't do them in order, Nick. And the reason is the ones at the end are so bad. And I was anticipating that. Having never listened to them before, I had to have a few early ones to sw- swap around. Oh, back interesting. To. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a completionist at heart. Mm-hmm. I like to, when it comes to media, I'll say that. When it comes to media, like... I like to, if I'm going to read something or watch something, I like to watch all of it. Like, and we talked about this in the podcast. I watched all the James Bond movies, um, you know, uh, uh, not, not very long ago. I watched all the, ha- the Halloween, all the Friday the 13th movies a little bit before that. I like kind of reading through stuff like that. I, or, um, I, I, I'm recent right now. I'm trying to read every issue of Fantastic Four. Um, I'm like, or at least go until I'm not interested anymore. I'm about 300 issues in and I'm still enjoying it. So like, that's, that's something. Um, but yeah, I listened to all, um, well, okay, actually here's a qualifier. Um, I have listened to every available Beach Boys album. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Beach Boys, like, official release studio album, I should say. So there's 25 of those, plus the Smile Sessions, which is, like, a sort of like an archival thing. Right. But it's, like, an album that was deleted. like Or not deleted, but was never released. Um, I have not listened to 
um, they did a Christmas album in the early 80s that the record company refused to release. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> they did um, an album called, um, so in the 70s, you know, so the basic story of the Beach Boys is they're this like beach band, you know, that do songs about surfing and songs about cars. Brian Wilson, their bass player and lead singer, one of their lead singers, um, is like a musical genius. And he pushes them in this more like, incredibly creative and like beautiful direction and he ends up having a nervous breakdown while working on his masterpiece this album called smile which was ultimately never released in its day um then they kind of get weird and sort of like they kind of try to find like commercial success again and sort of like hit a low point commercially through the 70s uh, late 60s and 70s um, then Brian comes back in cause he leaves the band for a little bit and becomes like an agoraphobe and has all these mental health issues. He comes back and they give him complete creative control at one point as like a thing with like, like in order to get a recording contract, essentially they were like, Hey, we've got Brian back. He's going to write and produce us an album mm-hmm. of, of Brian Wilson originals. And it's this album called the beach boys love you. And it is so weird and so crazy and so like listening to it i'm a huge brian wilson fan i want to like anything that he does but like i have very mixed feelings about it it's bizarre Mm -hmm. there was a follow-up to that album that was also that the record company also refused to release and then there's an album called still cruising which features kokomo one of their biggest sure sure and another song that it also features their um, uh, wipeout, their their collaboration with the rap group the Fat Boys, <laughs> um, and that album has been out of print since the the eighties and and is is not available on streaming. Interesting. So I didn't listen to that. Okay. Um, it's kind of been deleted uh, from their catalog. You know, it interesting is interesting. Way. It's it's really fascinating to me. You know, people say you know once you like put something out online it's there forever but is it is interesting the way that you can kind of delete some things yeah no yeah still cruising now I, most of the songs you can find one way or the other i don't think that fat boy's track like take is out for there example anywhere. um i don't want to get too off track but take for example you know. the star wars christmas special is basically deleted i mean you can find it and i've found it you know but it but it, nobody it really knows Disney about plus. it plus they might have put it on Disney Are you Plus, serious? but I know There's it was no really... way. Do you, I, do you have I'm, Disney you know Plus? What? I do. I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. If it's there, then I'll eat my. I'll eat crow. But I thought that they kind of successfully buried that. Oh, you know what? Nope, it's not on Disney Plus. There is a Lego Star Wars holiday special. Maybe that's what I mm, saw. And got okay. Confused. Okay. Yep, nope, it's it's not available. But yeah, no, okay, that's a great example then. The Ewok, the live action Ewoks movies also you know, mm. impossible to find. Yeah, I, I never they, those, those might be on Disney Plus actually, but okay. I'm like 30% sure they are. Uh But yeah, um Beach Boys, they have like a it, it's an interesting discography, Nick. I think that early on in the 60s, they really hit a stride there where... Because I was constantly comparing them to the Beatles in my right. mind, listening to those... That's what really everyone tells albums. you to do who doesn't really know that much about music. Right. I think they're kind of chalk and cheese. You know, I don't think that's, like, worth comparing right. the Beach oh, Boys and the Beatles because I think they're doing very different things. But to kind of look at it as, like, you know, the sort of, like, groups that, like, reach this level of, like innovation and like how they developed mm-hmm. through their first few albums. Cause the other thing too, what, 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 what precipitated me doing this was like, 
I consider myself a huge Beach Boys fan, but I realize there's only really only like four Beach Boys albums that I ever listened to front to back. Um, out of like I said, this like you know they have like 25, 26 albums, and so I listening through like they start when they start they are way worse than the Beatles were on their first album. Like the Beach Boys' first album is hard to listen to. It's really it's not that's not true. It has a, a charm to it, mm-hmm. but it's it's like it's it's like is it Yardbirds you know, bad? <laughs> no, no. Well, it's not even that it's bad. It's just like it's so rough. Yeah. And like, um, but it's not like energetic, you know? Right. It's just kind of like, and it's very doo-woppy. And I think it ages poorly because of that. But then their second album, Surfing USA, is like tight and together and like sounds really good. Mm-hmm. They like clearly, because when they recorded their first album, I don't even think they were like performing regularly yet. Like I think they kind of started in the studio. And so I think at that point they'd like been performing consistently for like a year, you know, or, or six months or whatever. And then they go back into the studio and they're like good, you know, they're and it's like muscular sounding and, uh-huh. and they kind of continue with that. But one thing I noticed comparing them to the Beatles is that like they hit this area of like, doing really mature sort of songwriting um, things in terms of like lyrical content a little bit ahead of where the Beatles were at the same time. Like they're doing these songs that are like, like, I don't know about like ideas of masculinity and like machismo versus like how you actually feel and things about like how, well, Brian Wilson has this thing where for decades he sort of like wrote a lot of songs about how he thought maybe he wasn't actually in love with his wife, which is really, really horrible. Um, But uh, they were together a long time to be fair. But yeah, um, you know, but all this stuff, like it's like, did I make the right choice? I got married, you know, at like 19. Did I, do the right thing you know kind of thing and um uh you know their songs are like really heavy wait even from like a really early on what's what's their first album um uh uh surf and safari i think oh she i i own that on vinyl oh cool yeah where they're holding the surfboard yeah 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 that's the first album oh interesting surf and safari is great and there's another song about root beer called chugalug that's pretty good (laughs) also um Mm -hmm. uh but yeah, and they go from writing songs about root beer and 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 cars and whatever to like writing just like really like uh you know like heavy, like there's a song called uh, "She Knows Me So Well," that's about how like like the the character in the song or whatever is like I'm a bad person and like my you know girlfriend doesn't like deserve to be with someone like me because I'm so terrible, but like she knows me better than anybody else and she sees something in me that like like keeps her in love with me mm-hmm. and like i don't know what that is and it's like it's like really complicated like it's like a complicated song like um and that was in like 1964 you know like they they really were kind of pushing things a bit as far as like lyrical content goes which i was surprised by then all their post pet sounds albums they have a run of like six or seven records after that that are all awesome like they have some really good even when they were like commercially tanking they have some really really good albums you know um and then they get really bad in the 80s like by by, the, by 1980 their records are like terrible you know they have some stuff in the late 70s that's just really hard to get through so what uh what would um, be you know maybe one or two of your favorite like post pet sounds albums which i mean I, oh, one thing sure. you didn't mention i mean for anyone who's not a beach boys fan is that i mean the the like the pinnacle of like the beach boys 
work is sort of pet sounds isn't it mm-hmm. yeah that's like the record you know in my opinion the best album of the 60s interesting maybe okay. the best pop album of all time as huh. far as i'm concerned wow. definitely of the 60s i can't think of anything else that comes close to it as far as i'm concerned but um, which is subjective and i won't say that that's true you know but that's how i feel yeah um, yeah but yeah post um they have an album called wild honey from 1967 i think which is like an r&b album mm-hmm. basically they started doing these like r&b kind of things it's really great um a lot of great performances a lot of great songs um their album friends is really good that's like it's really weird like it it all of it there's like a bunch of tracks and they're all like a minute and a half long like i think there's like three songs that are longer than two minutes on the whole album and um it, but it's like it's just these like these little like like it's like pop haiku you know these like little like tiny little tracks that are just sort of like they show up and they're gone yeah um it's great uh um then the other one sunflower is often considered to be like like their best post pet sounds album and it is really good that that's a really good one Mm -hmm. and um surfs up i would say is the other yeah looking at the artwork to that right now i don't i feel like there's a disconnect between the artwork and the album title yeah yeah and i think like i think it's sort of a uh i think it's they're kind of making a little joke about about their their past mm, you know? sure um because the out al- the album art because this is a great to talk about out al- <laughs> like in our album artwork episode it's this is a great medium to talk about album artwork in but it's this like like guy like a knight or something on a horse and he's like all like leaned over and bedraggled and his spear is dragging on the ground and it's like raining and it's all dark and it's really depressing Mm. and the song surfs up is like this beautiful like oh man there's the 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 the, that album ends with three songs um a day in the life of a tree till i die and the title track surfs up and those are just three like bless you perfect songs i would i would totally Huh. recommend that one as well that's awesome yeah you're making me want to listen to the to the beach boys more so i think you dig surfs up yeah at the very least that that's a great one um it is interesting or, it, um, it's yeah. it's weird looking at their discography because and i think it's fair to say like anyone who like anyone who sort of like understands the timeline of music in the 50s 60s 70s you know, understands the Beach Boys to be this primarily like mid '60s group, yeah. And so, so it, it's so weird to look at something they did in the early '70s because that seems so late for them, you know? Right. And I mean, 19- but what's crazy about it is that the band members were in their like, like late twenties, yeah. maybe at yeah. that point, like because you know they were all like teenagers when they started mm-hmm. the band. And so it is, it's interesting to, to listen along because like, it's really, it's an interesting thing where like, with the exception of Brian being like this person who was like trying very hard to be a musician and to do music. Like, I think for a lot of the rest of the band, it was kind of this like childhood hobby that became their career somehow. And it's interesting to hear them kind of come to terms with that because when, after Pet Sounds, once Brian had sort of having like his like kind of mental issues. He's not engaged as much on the albums. And so the whole band kind of becomes a lot more creatively involved. Sure. Everybody's making songwriting contributions and stuff. And, um, 
it's interesting to listen to this like uh group like go from very much from an adolescence to like adulthood Mm -hmm. um through their music you know um and their records are really weird that's the other thing too those those albums in the late 60s and early 70s are like strange and it's funny that they were like it feels weird in retrospect that they like it seems like they kept trying to like recapture their commercial success where they kept doing these really bizarro albums that like, <laughs> this is so uncommercial sure like in 1968 they're doing these like weird little like post psychedelic like kind of like folk pop records and it's like so not what the mainstream of like rock music was doing you know right um and so it's like what did you expect to happen but uh but they were doing what they were doing you know absolutely um Cool. Well, then, I think yeah. that just about does it for for our Beach Boys episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you feel like it got cut short while well, we went a minute over our allotted time, anyways, so deal with it. Um, you know, maybe one time we'll come back and do a, an ASMR Beach Boys episode, a little, little bit of a oh, yeah. mashup, yeah. a B, a BSMR, <laughs> as, they, as they call it. Yeah. I don't know what the, any of those, any of the, the the terms in a, any of the letters in ASMR stand for, but yeah, probably ass shit, <laughs> <laughs> mucus, uh, rump. <laughs> <laughs> We have the most fun on this show when we become the most base <laughs> and juvenile. Anyways. Mucus. <laughs> Gonna cease recording in three, two, one.